You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez, Clary with you. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline. The Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you guys. Um, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, all those avenues open for you guys to uh, chime into the show. Give us your thoughts on Huskers and Boilermakers. Also give us your thoughts, I suppose, on, on car wash memberships and how we feel about, uh, promo- I guess, just promotions in general that expire after a couple months and if you trust yourself to be able to actually cancel it. There was a internet provider in Kearney that did that where we signed up for it and I was like, oh, yeah, it's 50 bucks. And then after mm-hmm. a year, it jumped up to like 100-something and I got the bill and I didn't. I was like, "That's how they uh, get why you. is it so expensive? They're like, oh, that was a promotion for, for 12 months. And I go, Nobody tells us anything. What? It would be great. And I'm like, this is just, you know, nitpicky things before we get to Steve. Nitpicky thing. It'd be great if they send you like a reminder. A reminder text, a reminder email. That would be very nice. It'd be just great. A little custom, nice. customer courtesy. Do you think Steve has ever had any instances like I don't know. Like L- let's bring in Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Steve, have you ever signed up for a, a promotional membership and forgotten to cancel it? Yeah. Um, no, not too much of that, but I definitely understand how easily that can happen. I mean, I, I've done that with like subscriptions to places mm-hmm. all the time where, you know, I want to sign up for a free trial or something. And then once the trial date comes up and you have to decide whether to keep or not, I always forget about it. And so I, you know, paying for things that I don't even know that I have. So yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely like ran into that before. Yeah. It's the worst when it's like a free trial and they're like, Oh yeah, get the first month free. And then it's like, but you have to put in your credit card information. So when you forget, we yeah. can take your money. Yeah. There, yeah. It's, yeah it's, absolutely. It's, I was just like, you know, every time I, I saw that happen, uh, I was just like, Oh yeah, free. Sure. But then you want my credit card stuff. Exactly. So. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I, there's just every now and then, about every month and a half or so, or, or I suppose every couple months, I should say, I go through and I'm like, all right, what subscription ha- subscriptions have I actually forgotten about that I need to cancel right now? Um, all right, so once again, we're joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Uh, time to break down a little bit of Husker Boilermakers that we saw on Saturday. Um, Steve, Casey Thompson said in his post game that he's he although he was getting ready for Purdue he it's it's hard to deny that he was looking forward to this bye week he, and and Casey Thompson has not been shy um admitting to the media and to the fans that he's banged up uh with jaw stuff with shoulder stuff with just general just general uh injuries and and you know nicks and bruises how crucial is this bye week coming at this point in the season for um Wait, I mean, for, I should say, Casey Thompson, just trying to get healthy with how bad the offensive line's been playing. Yeah, it's it's really crucial, and I'm, I'm glad uh, Casey is as open and honest as he is after games because it just gives, gives us media and fans and everybody kind of a glimpse into what he's dealing with. And, yeah, he's obviously dealing with a lot. I mean, every, every time I see a, a pass from, from Thompson and maybe it's not like the most perfect spiral in the world or – or the, the most perfect pass in the world. I always think back to, um, you know, what he said after the after the game, and you know, he's playing hurt right now. We don't know exactly what, but he listed off about three or four things a few weeks ago. So 
yeah, every time I um, see a bad throw, um, you know, I, I think back to, you know, he's probably not 100%, but obviously you can't use that ex- as an excuse every single time. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, right now the protection issues um, just are really, really bad for a quarterback to work through. So, um, yeah, as for the bye week, this couldn't have come at a better time for sure, for especially for Casey Thompson's shoulders. I guess when you when you look forward at the slate of games that Nebraska is about to have, and I kind of want to keep it a little focused on the offensive line because that's been a, a big um, conversation over these last couple of days, and not even just I suppose the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks. Um, when you look at this offensive line, I mean, and, and the slate of games coming up, you have Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, who who ended up blowing out Penn State, and then you have obviously the typical Big Ten West opponents in in Wisconsin and Iowa. When you look at the the slate that Nebraska has on the horizon, how important is it that this offensive line just helps out with a a little bit because they're not getting a whole lot of push right now, and and it doesn't help Anthony Grant, for example, when he has to break one or two tackles immediately after getting the handoff. Yeah, I mean the the saying in football the, the offensive go as offensive line goes. I mean it, it's more true now than now than ever. I mean. Um, like you said, the upcoming schedule is just, I, I look at it and I just see how brutal it's going to be for this mm-hmm. offensive line. Uh, the, the the defensive front sevens that Nebraska is going to be seeing from um, Illinois, uh, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan, those are four of the top five scoring defenses in the country right now. So there's going to be a lot of, a lot of things coming the offensive line's way, um, a lot of talented pass rushers and run stoppers. Um, that live in the Big Ten, they're going to be playing them. So uh, it, 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 it's something that really, really concerns me, um, just watching some of these defenses, like Illinois' defense, for, for instance. They have so many talented um, young athletes in the defensive front seven. And, and, you know, I thought about that with Purdue, too. I know the Boilermakers have a lot of impressive defensive linemen, and, and they had four sacks uh, and tied their season high for for a game in, in the first half <laughs> last Saturday, they didn't have any in the second half. But um, you could just you could just tell that a lot of defenses are going to be having success against Nebraska's offensive line. And, and like you said, it, it impacts the running game too because although Anthony Grant has had some games that you know you don't really like look at because he, he didn't get things rolling, um, he's having nowhere to run. So there's not a lot of open holes for Anthony Grant to go to because we know Anthony Grant's a really talented running back. I mean, you can just watch the guy run and, and know that he'd be doing better than he is right now if he had at least an, an at least a average offensive line. Yeah. Now, Steve, you know, as we wanted to say, we're keeping this on the offensive line. Is it, is this the time, is this the week before, before facing, you know, as you said, a, a really good Illinois team to, make some more changes on the offensive line? Do you just try to improve with, with what you've got? Or is there is this the time to, to look down uh, the depth chart and see if anybody else can give you anything else uh, um, on, on the line? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky situation because, you know, we, we know what the lineup that started the season, um, you know, outside of Prohaska, who's out for the season. But we know, we know who they have tried. Um, a five-man combination before, and it didn't really work. Um, and we know what they tried against Purdue, and with Henry Latovsky getting the start at right guard for Brock Bando, and then Hunter Anthony, the Oklahoma State um, transfer, getting the start at right tackle for Bryce Benhart. And again, I'm, I hearken back to what I said about 
Purdue. Um, they had their season high in sacks as a defense in the first half after the only two quarters in that game. So obviously, like it, it didn't really work well because Casey Thompson was still getting hit and still getting just brutally just hit every single time it dropped back. It seems. So I, I just go back to I look at the roster and I just simply don't see a lot of options to try right now. Um, maybe, maybe you give somebody else some some uh, playing time and some experience, but at the end of the day, I just I just don't know who they can put in there that's going to um, do better. I think it's just on the kids and on the coaching just to really try to hunker down and down and communicate when, you know, defenses are sending stunts your way. If, if a guy crashes down in your guard and whips around to the tackle, you know, are you going to be able to trade that off and with the teammate? And that's not happening right now. And that's communication and some of it's getting physically beat too. So, I just don't see a lot of viable options with offensive line. And, I, again, when you look at the upcoming schedule and the defensive front sevens that they're going to be pacing, uh, playing, that's a that's a scary thought. We're speaking with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, the Nebraska Rivals site. And, Steve, I am in no way calling for the benching of Casey Thompson, but is there any way that they consider sneaking in one of the other quarterbacks just to give him a breather in some of these games where he's just getting, you know, beat to heck or or maybe, uh, you know, the, the draw play seemed to be working the three times that they ran it against Purdue. Is there any way that they try to get some of those delayed runs going on to just try and give the offensive line something else to work with? Yeah, I think that I think you bring up a good point because that would, um, you know, maybe if you threw in a, a quarterback run package with Logan Smothers for more than just one play, I'm I'm talking about like you know leave him out there for an entire series just to to give the defense something else to think about and prepare for in the week in the week prior. I think that would be good just keeping Casey Thompson's um, health up so he can actually um, finish the rest of the rest of the season here. I I think Logan. Logan Smothers is a really great athlete that can really help out this offense if given the op- a real opportunity, not just you know one game like I mentioned before, just to leave him out there. And you know we saw what he could do. He's not the best throwing quarterback in the world. I think he's obviously a, a run first quarterback, but we did see that he's competent in the passing game last year in his lone start against Iowa. So um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that that would uh, benefit this offense just to have have a guy like Logan Smothers go out there. And, and show the defense um, something else. Just show them a curveball. And, and you know, every time Logan Smothers has gone out there, he's he's done well. Even though it's only been two rushes um, on the season, um, it's been a ten yarder and a seven yarder. So, you know, throwing him out there and showing something something else could you know play with the defense and, and get them preparing for something else during the week. So, I think that's a benefit. And obviously, keeping healthy, uh, keeping Thompson healthy is a top priority too. Steve, a couple more before we before we let you go. Transitioning over to the defensive side of the ball really quickly. I mean, they're, they're now pretty thin at linebacker. Ernest Hausman's red shirt is burnt, um, so he's going to be available the rest of the season. You might as well uh, use him if you're Nebraska staff to a certain extent. But Luke Reimers, you know, still game to game, I suppose, and this bye week certainly helps him. We don't know the status on Nick Henrich quite yet. Um, Quentin Newsom was banged up going into the game with a groin injury, and, and I mean, where should Nebraska's confidence and their fan confidence, I should say, you know, stand with this Husker defense, especially when in two weeks you have the FBS leading rusher Chase Brown coming into town? Yep, glad you mentioned Chase Brown because that guy is an absolute animal, and he's going to start getting some Heisman talk if he keeps this yeah. up. He's he's looking like a really one of the best um, running backs in the country. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at Nebraska's defense and. They they are the walking wounded. I mean, we'll, we will see with uh, Luke Luke Reimer, but um, 
Henrik, uh, Nick Henrik, he, it just did not look good the way he was holding his, his uh, knee um, after that play in the second half and did never return. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Ativa Malger Clements out there, Ernest Hausman, a lot of Chris Klarovic probably at the linebacker level. And then even um, in the back end, we saw the very first play of the game, uh, Devin Mockaby, a Purdue's walk-on running back, <laughs> nicknamed Crazy Legs, and I can't understand why after watching him. Yeah. He had a major collision with Marcus Buford Jr. on the very first play of the game, and, and I think that kind of hurt Marcus a little bit because he played the rest of the first half, but he did not play the second half, and I think it's because of that um, major collision on the very first play of the game. And then we saw Fallon Sanford, a former eight-man star from Dundee County High School in southwest Nebraska, a former um, Hastings College Bronco and walk-on right now at Nebraska, play oh. over Deshaun Singleton, a, a scholarship safety um, from from Hutchinson Community College. So there's just a lot of questions right now and a lot of things up in the air, and there's going to be some new faces um, playing on defense probably. Like I said, it's even Malcolm Clemens, Ernest Hausman, Chris Klarvik, and then we'll see how much Fallon Sanford plays. Fallon, Fallon Sanford's a really great athlete, but it's just kind of you, you yeah, maybe wonder about why he's out there instead of some other guys at safety that have scholarships. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll see about Marcus Buford Jr. too, but yeah, it just doesn't look promising, I guess, when you look at the style of offense that Brett Bellema and Illinois run. And, you know, you'd like to have your full starting bill of linebackers like Chris, uh, Luke Reimer and um, Nick Henrik when you're playing a running offense like Illinois, but that won't be the case next or in a couple weekends. Steve, last one before we let you go. Uh, how thrilled are you that it's a 2.30 kickoff against Illinois in two weeks? Yeah, I know. I'm I'm always careful to like if I want to like tweet something, um, just say like I I care about something, and and everybody else is not going to care about something. Yeah, nobody else is going to care about my um, sleep schedule. But yeah, when I saw two thirty for <laughs> Illinois, I got up. I I gave mm -hmm. a I gave a shout. I'm alone in my house right now, but I still gave kind of like a whoop whoop. So uh, <laughs> um, I'm, very, I'm very I'm very happy about the uh, two thirty kick and, and yeah. not a nighttime because I'm I don't know about you guys. I'm not a a, a young strapping lad anymore. I, I do not like going to bed at 3 a.m. on Saturday night. So. Well, and, and like, you got that's deadlines. The thing. Well, that's the thing. Got deadlines, number one. But no, it's like it's people always think that the media hate night games. And it's not that I necessarily hate a night game. It's that I hate four night games in a row. I mean, it's yeah. just week, week, week after week of, of the same stuff. So. Um, it'll be nice yeah. to to sprinkle in a two thirty game. That that one's either on ABC or ESPN for the folks uh, listening. All right, Steve. Hey, appreciate the time as always. Um, enjoy the bye week. We we thank you for still joining us on a Monday, and we will uh, talk to you to preview Illinois next Monday. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Rico. That is Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time as always. Let's go ahead and get to our final timeout. We'll be joined by Strick um, as well on the crossover. Nate is out again today, so Bach will be filling in for Strick or excuse me, for Nate um, on, on the block. and then uh, But we'll still be joined by Strick on the crossover. We'll talk a little Husker volleyball. They got a couple big wins against yeah, Penn still State. Still undefeated, baby. Yeah, in, in Big Ten play, they're still undefeated against Penn State and Northwestern. So it was Rico, actually good. Yeah, Rico will break those down for us. Caitlin Horde had a heck of a game against her former team, the Nittany Lions, on and then Friday. Becca Alec went off yeah. against Northwestern. Yeah, so we'll, we'll dive into a little bit of Husker volleyball as well as uh, see what's on Strick's mind. And we have to talk about the great Saturday in college football that was the Alabama-Tennessee game. We'll do all that uh, with Eric Strickland, Husker Hall. Famer on the crossover coming up next on the Happy Hour. 
Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.